What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the KPN2C. This is a late night learning tech for beginners, and we will be talking about um, something with tech, okay? So, um, give me a second, let me get warmed up, and let's listen to some music, okay? Be right back. And just so you know, it is approximately 1.40ish a.m. here where I am located and it is raining. So this is a great morning <laughs> to be learning tech. Okay, so we in this thing. Let's get started. Dr. Schwab, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine and blood clots, that's the big news story of the day and the FDA and CDC has temporarily paused the administration of that vaccine in the United States. Can you give us a, an overview of, of what's going on? And then I want to get to a lot of questions about details on what this means for people who've already had the Johnson Johnson vaccine, people who are planning on getting that vaccine, and would also love for you to illustrate what's going on with this particular type of blood clot at the anatomical level. But to start, could you just give us an update on what's going on with this news story? Yes, thanks, Kyle. So as you know, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine was the third vaccine in the United States to get emergency use authorization. That was given at the end of February, beginning of March. Since that time, about 6.8 million doses have been given in the United States. And during that time, there is a reporting system called the VAERS, where they've been keeping track of adverse reactions. And during this time, there have been about six patients that have developed something called cerebral venous sinus thrombosis, or CVST for short. And in the FDA's review of those six individuals, all of whom are women between the age of 18 and 48, who developed these complications between six and 13 days post-vaccination. Um, one of them has died, the other one is in critical condition. And because of that, the FDA has put the vaccination campaign on pause, uh, has not mandated that uh, vaccination stop with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. But because of the serious nature of these thromboses, they wanted to investigate that. But I think what we need to do is talk a little bit more about exactly what CBST is. And so I think instead of talking about it, I'd rather. Mm -hmm. Thrombosis, huh? Had to pull the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Are you ready for the zombie apocalypse? Didn't the walking dead prepare you? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Let's get into this tech though. Copyright disclaimer under 107 of the Copyright Act 1976. Allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comments, news reportings, teachings, scholarship, and research. Fair use is in use permitted by copyright statute that might otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit, educational, or personal use tips. The balance in favor of fair use. Um, I want to now go to what I think this is what you're about to see. First of all, what you're about to see is going on in you right now, everywhere in you. 
We're going to let you look briefly at a cell made by the chemistry department at Harvard University, which was getting a little worried that it wasn't getting chemistry majors. So they thought maybe they should do something jazzy. So they know that textbooks in chemistry, you know, the chemistry always looks like circles and very boring. So they said, let's just actually make it like it is. So, so this is basically what you see, what's going on in your cells right now. These are different fibers assembling, disassembling your cells. What is this, this is a, this is a, a, a molecular machine that walks around in your cells right now. It's called a kinesin and transports things. So for example, when things want to move around in your cells, they don't just float around randomly. They actually, I, I actively like moved around with little machines, little robots, nanobots that power your cells. Um, what you see here is actually the, an amazing machine coming out of these little cores which actually assembles other machines. This is like the factory floor of your cells, it's called the ribosome. It reads your RNA. RNA is, uh, trans uh, comes from the DNA, it's translated into RNA, and then it basically uh, gets read out by uh, these ribosomes, and they make new machines, which then do other things. So there's all kinds of machines in your cells, things that rotate, things that walk, things that make other machines, things that read RNA, things that copy DNA, that open uh, sh Let's look at this again while around. we talk about it. Can we look at it a second time? I, yeah. I, 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 first of all, for how fast is this in real life? All these things going on. Oh, so, some of those things can happen quite fast, some kind of slow. And that's actually interesting thing of an asshole. You can create all kinds of time scales depending on how many pieces have to act together. Some things can well, happen little guy nanoseconds, some in milliseconds, some in microseconds. They make steps in a kind of millisecond range, I would say. In and what? like milliseconds or thousands of a second. And we say a little bit So you can have this blue. So it's actually faster than that. It's much faster than that. So they made it kind of looking. So this is a garbage man. That big sack is just cell garbage. And he's going to take it up this tube, or it is going to take it up this Yeah, there are some machines that walk to the, from the inside of the cell to the outside of the cell to kick garbage out, and others that go from the outside of the cell to the inside cell to bring the good stuff in. So they're specialized machine. They only walk in certain directions. Is this, what about the color? That's pretend, right? Yeah, that's, you know, those things are so small, you really can't, uh, you know, it's it would be very dark, I mean, unless you had stage lights or something. <laughs> yeah. This is a copier? Yeah, that's a copier, and that little wormy thing that's coming out is a new protein coming out, and here's a new protein has formed, two of them linked together, and they make a new nanomachine that goes off to do its thing. So this is the build, this is what plants have, and animals have, and we have. We're built from these things. Right, that's, and you this look, is what's going on yourself right now. And so you look inside, and I, you, you, I think it would be fair to say that this seems extraordinarily complicated, oh. extraordinarily sophisticated, extraordinarily, to use a careful word, miraculous. Some years ago, the late Nobel Prize winning Dr. Albert Schweitzer was being interviewed in London, and a reporter asked him, Doctor, what's wrong with men today? And the great doctor was silent a moment, and then he said, Men simply don't think. Disclaimer, the views, information, or opinions expressed during this video are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the KPN2C podcast and entertainment. Yes, a real quickly hey i know i'm up late recording so if you receive an invitation to record a segment with me from anchor.fm please disregard that if you're on my friends list please disregard that it was totally by accident thank you
is one code. And it's pretty much universal from bacteria all the way to us and everything in between. And once you get adept at it, it's really simple to figure out. Let's just say that AI is going to make a massive difference here. Now, in the last decade or so, we've created a new branch to the tree of life called Synthetica. It's a horrible name. Let's just call it intentional design. And we only have three basic tools to start working in this medium. One of them is evolution. Pretty straightforward. The second one is editing, making small changes to a large existing genome. And the third one is actual design, when you start from scratch and you build from the bottom up. Now, I want to play this little video for you. It's the only one, uh, only one I have with sound. But this describes evolution because most people have no clue how evolution, how quickly it can work in these organisms. So what we ended up building was basically a Petri dish, except that it's two feet by four feet. And the way we set it up is that there are nine bands. And at the base of each of these bands, we put a normal Petri dish thick agar with different amounts of antibiotic. On the outside, there's no antibiotic. Just in from that, there's barely more than the E. coli can survive. Inside of that, there's 10 times as much, 100 times, and then finally the middle band has 1,000 times as much antibiotic. And then across the top of it, pour some thin agar that bacteria can move around in. The background is black because there's ink in it, and the bacteria appear as white. First, you see they spread in the area where there's no antibiotic up until the point they can no longer survive. Then a mutant appears on the right. It's resistant to the antibiotic, it spreads until it starts to compete with other mutants around it. When these mutants hit the next boundary, they too have to pause and develop new mutations to make it into 10 times as much antibiotic. And then you see the different mutants repeat this at 100. And after about 11 days, they finally make it into 1,000 times as much antibiotic as the wild type can survive. And so we can see by this process of accumulating successive mutations that bacteria, which are normally sensitive to an antibiotic, can evolve resistance to extremely high concentrations in a short period of time. Isn't that remarkable? In just 11 days, you can evolve to use essentially an antibiotic as a food source. Now these are very fast growing organisms, but the principle works the same for all life. It's incredibly flexible and adaptive. And in fact, the process of evolution can be accelerated by using technology such as MAGE, which essentially automates and drives the process of evolution in an automated way. This is again from the Wies Institute. But you guaranteed, if you don't know how to design something in life, you can drive it to a certain target. We're gonna be doing this all over the world as we start to need organisms to meet new human requirements. Jumping ahead to editing, you've probably heard a lot of CRISPR, about CRISPR in the last five years. This is a tool that just popped up out of nowhere and allows us to do gene editing, genome editing, really fast, really cheap. 
It's basically copy-paste for DNA. Luhan uh, Yang at eGenesis is one of the leaders in this field. She's been, she's been editing the pig genome to remove endogenous viruses and to humanize the pig so that one day we can have an unlimited supply of organs. They raised $38 million recently. They're moving ahead very quickly with this work. But CRISPR has also been used to selectively kill cancer cells. There's a company in France I like called Elego Biosciences that uses it to kill microbes. And we've also started the first human therapies with this technology. But it's when you get to design that things get really interesting. This is when you really start building intentional creatures. Building intentional creatures. Tampering with human DNA, RNA, huh? With technology. Well, you're listening to Bio and Nanotechnology here on the KPN2C podcast here. Learn technology for beginners is a segment. And by the way, you hear that instrumental in the background? Mm-hmm. same new instrumental dedicated to KP.
printing human DNA and babies and all of that stuff. Um, maybe you guys shouldn't be messing around with things like that. It's just the God in you, I'm guessing, or the the opposite, the opposition of God. <laughs> but um, yeah, so they're over there messing with DNA and trying to figure out stuff. But hey, if you didn't create these issues, there wouldn't be no solutions for you to figure out or try to fix, huh? Like cancer, you know? If you wouldn't put things in food and water and, you know, tamper with things, it wouldn't be nothing to figure out. Huh? I'm just saying. But anyway, so I appreciate you listening in on this episode here, learning technology for beginners, um, if you got anything out of this. But, um, yeah, so I think I'll spark up my Xbox. It's been a while. Uh, zombies apocalypse at its finest I think that'll be some brain exercise you know target practice on zombies call of duty zombies you know (laughs) no let me stop being silly but I do appreciate you listening to this episode if you are in the business for listening to other segments here on the KPN2C, do check them out. I do relationship Q&A and relationship knolls here too. If you would like to check those episodes out for you who are not interested in technology. Also, like I said, um, if you haven't, I, I look, I'm in the midst of watching Snowfall. That um, TV show is fire. So, um, but all I have to say about that is Teddy is the man, but I'll do a TV review show on, I'm sorry, a TV review segment on that on a different segment here on Anchor, okay? So, but this is the technology episode here. So, um, I wanted to keep that techie. But, yeah, so I appreciate you listening in on this episode. Until the next time, peace and podcasting. We out this thing.